0: Hey, y'all. Hey, it's Freckles. I'm back. Thank you so much for coming out to join me. Please, we're going to start with liking the video and subscribing if you haven't done that already. Uh, Miss Daisy, I made you a um, moderator. I don't know if my other two will be able to make it out today or not, so I hope that's okay. Um, If not, let me know, and I'll take it off. So, Love After Lockup, Life After Lockup, whatever. Season 2, Episode 44, Rules and Regulations. (laughs) y'all Tony I mean Angela done put Tony on a timeout made a list of rules for the man Andre and Lamar they break it to the kids how um the baby was conceived um Michael's still acting a damn fool uh Cheryl and Josh Cheryl's I mean Cheryl was just straight disrespectful not that Josh's mom is nice to her anything like that but if you're in that woman's house you need to show her some respect or otherwise get your shit together and get your own place don't eat you know before you come there and Josh is just clueless um who else Shane and Lacey uh apparently John is not in jail so go figure they actually still have a little bit of a storyline so we'll see what they say about that and then um hmm Clinton Tracy Tracy's as we know locked up it sounds like clint went to see an attorney it sounds like the bail isn't that high but she's looking at two to 20 years which is crazy so i'm gonna go ahead and start with clinton tracy hey gina marie and thank you i'm glad you're able to made it to make it um Clinton Tracy so Tracy's still in jail Clint goes to see an attorney to see what he can do for his wife because he said he is not allowing his goddess to stay in jail he doesn't care what his parents say so apparently like I said it was I think a $5,000 bond and in Texas you I don't know if that's the full bond or I think I, I believe you only have to pay like 20% so you have to come up with like $500 or something I don't or 10, 10%, 10% or 20% something like that But usually when you have a bail or whatever, you don't have to pay the whole amount or is the bond the smaller amount that you have to pay when you go to the bail bondsman? I'm not sure. But um, it's five thousand dollars. And he says that's about all him and Tracy have. I find it hard to believe they even have that in savings. But I'm guessing he even though his parents said that they were not going to help him. I don't know how him and Tracy would have five thousand dollars laying around. I mean, he, if he works for his parents at his parents' deli, right? So I doubt he has a 401k that he could, you know, take money from or something. I don't know. But that's uh, Clinton Tracy. And the attorney's telling him that, you know, our best bet will be to try to get her in rehab. Because if she has a true meth addiction, the best thing to show the judge is how you're behaving now and what you're doing basically to change your ways. And, yes, definitely Tracy has a true addiction. There ain't no damn question about that. Zero questions about you can, I mean let me shut up i'm praying for tracy though because i hope that she can come out of this but i know meth when it grabs a hold of people it is hard you know to to, um to to get away from that hold but that because that and that girl is a mess i mean she looks horrible she looks terrible clint looks like he's strung out himself so I don't know. They Maybe they both need to go to rehab. Well, they probably both do need to go to rehab, but Clint's mom swears that that's just how he looks, that he just looks like that. So maybe, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe he does only just smoke weed. But I swear that at one point on social media, Tracy was out there putting his business on blast, saying that he was on that rock too. So I don't know, y'all. I don't know. But Clint just wants to get his goddess out of jail. Hey, Vicky. Hey, Ted. Yeah, Ted, meth is no joke. That meth, the crack... I mean, even this, uh, the spice, all, like a lot of the hair hair <laughs> when I was growing up, my neighbor's mom to say hair, heroin, that's what I was going to say, it was heroin, heroin, all of it, I mean, that shit is, I'm glad I never tried none of that stuff, because with my luck, i probably end up addicted, so I'm glad I just never tried any of the, you know, the, the opioids, opioids, or the methamphetamines, or anything like that, no, uh-uh, because that shit snatches souls, and it's sad. So praying for Tracy. Hopefully she can get in rehab and it actually works and she doesn't have to do much time in prison, hopefully. Um, Let's see here. Who else? Um, Cheryl and Josh. So Cheryl is here. You know, they're supposed to be having three days to stay with um, Josh's mom so that they can find an apartment. Josh is saying that... Once he gets a permanent address residence that he's going to stay at, then he can get off the bracelet. So he'll have a lot less restrictions and his movement will be, he'll be able to move around more freely and, you know, work and do all kinds of other things and hang out and probably sell drugs. Cause we know that, um, at one point when Cheryl and Josh broke up on social media, what was this a couple months ago, she was out here saying that he was selling drugs and he had ended up messing around with some girl that he's, that would always come around to their apartment to buy drugs. And he ended up messing around with her. So, um, but Cheryl right at the end of the episode Cheryl um Josh is outside interviewing with the producers and he's saying that you know what I've stopped worrying about my mom and Cheryl fighting because I know I can't control it I stopped you know worried about trying to intervene or make sure it doesn't happen I have no control over the situation so I just let it go If they fight they fight next thing you know you hear hollering inside the house (laughs) like are you serious you hear her hollering inside the house, and Josh's mom told Cheryl's son nicely to pick up his toys or whatever. And he it's not like a toddler can't pick up their toys. And Cheryl didn't like that. Apparently she was gonna go ahead and pick it up. And she started hollering, Don't tell my son to do blah 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 blah. You know, when I can do it myself, don't talk to my child like that. Your child is in her house, and I understand because I lived my with my aunt when my son was three from three to four years old when I moved out to California. And we stayed with her for a while, and it was like it was it's hard you know having somebody else tell your child what to do, especially when you have a spoiled child like i did but josh's mom was not being harsh; she was not talking trash and um I had a cousin who had some kids that were around the same two kids that were around the same age as my son was and we were at my grandma's house one day and celebrating another cousin's birthday and uh my aunt started uh, or My cousin's dad, my uncle, he started hollering because he made stuff for fruit salad. And somebody ate the cherries or something like that, or the grapes, somebody ate the grapes. He's blaming it on my great aunt Cece, my grandmother's sister. And my aunt, who I was living with, she said, that's your people, that's your niece and nephew. They did it. They were, um, I think, three and four at the time. No, four and five at the time, because they were like, they're older than my son. They're four and five. She, She was like, that's your people, that's your people. My cousin, um, my I won't say her name. My cousin was outside and she heard her name. So she comes in and she starts trying to cuss my aunt out and go off on her. My aunt was 67 years old. My cousin was, oh gosh, what was she, maybe 29? My elderly aunt whooped that girl's ass. I had to physically pull her off of her. I had to physically pull her off of that girl. I mean, she, I mean, she's, my cousin was one third of her age and she whooped her ass. It was like she was somebody off the street. It was crazy. But anyway, so I know that, you know, issues can come when people try to tell your kids what to do or whatever, especially if they're being nasty and, and, you know, or even obviously there's already some animosity between Cheryl. We all see that Cheryl and Josh's mom. So they already don't like each other. My cousin felt some kind of way about my aunt at the time. So she had animosity towards my aunt, in spite of the fact that my aunt did a lot for her and her kids. But it was a bad day for her, I guess, or stuff built up. I don't know. My cousin's, her mother had just died like three months earlier. So she was on edge, you know, so a lot going, but all that tension, it can take something that small. My aunt made a joke about her kids, but her kids really did eat the stuff, Um, you know, my aunt's talking to her brother like that's your grandkids that did it you know my cousin hears it comes in and just that was a part of the beginning a part contributed to the family just being split down the middle taking sides um and mostly everybody was against my cousin but anyways um That kind of tension, and when you are living with people and you're under their roof and they have their own rules, I feel like they shouldn't have to bend that much to you, especially if you're not paying no rent. You know, you need to bend to them because you brought yourself and your child into her house. That's how I feel about it. And Josh's mom, we heard what she said. It didn't even she didn't even say it in a disrespectful way. She was like talking kind of babyish talk to him. So I'm like, what was the problem? But then Cheryl comes running all the house talking about she just put her hands on me. She just slapped me because I told her you know that I was gonna pick up for my kids and not make them do it what, what she probably did was I'm guessing what happened was Cheryl started picking up the toys maybe Josh's mom you know knocked the toy out of her hand like let your son do it or something and Cheryl turned that into a slap who knows because I can't believe the woman would just start slapping her because she starts picking up the toys instead of her son y'all just doesn't make no damn sense Cheryl is a drama queen she wants to make Josh's mom look bad because she can't stand the woman I feel like that there's like jealousy on both sides Josh's mom and jealous of cheryl for being in her son's life and then cheryl is jealous of josh's mom because right now she's the one who has a place for josh to stay and so she has a lot more control over josh than cheryl does you know it's just craziness it's like this is a mother and a fiance doing a push and pull it's and josh is he seems so calm that man seems so calm it's so funny to see him i'm sorry josh but it is funny it's so funny to see you in between these two strong-willed bossy controlling women it is freaking hilarious so but she's acting a damn fool and she says josh's mom had already said that she didn't believe they were going to last a month and um they are going to have a tough time finding an apartment especially with his history those burglaries and robberies and bank robberies nobody's going to want him in their apartment you know well unless you go move in the hood really hey rebel lion hey robbie hey whitney oh my goodness Hey, YP, I miss y'all. I miss y'all. Did y'all miss me? I miss y'all. Jeannie Marie, I think her other two kids are still with her parents as far as I know. And I'm thinking that I'm hoping that she didn't bring the other two because they're in school and she didn't want to take them out of school and maybe get her apartment and stuff set up and get them registered in school. I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt. And hoping that's what it is so that she's not dragging them out of school but y'all i don't know we'll see but josh had to run in the house and see what was going on because his mom was about to wear cheryl out because you know uh, josh's mom would whoop cheryl cheryl ain't nothing but 60 pounds all you gotta do is blow on her okay let's see who else um hmm, hmm, hmm. tony and angela so tony and angela Angela just like um her sister what's her sister Tina Fey Donna Faye, just like her sister said she was gonna eventually let Tony back in the house she is way down stuck in there she's like uh Tony Tony's a manipulator and we all see that now and and, and Angela knows that she knows it but she's still trying to control it and I don't know that she'll be able to because, but right now he's depending upon her for a place to live. So when he said he was gonna go ahead and try to go by her list of rules that she made up, I think it's probably just putting in the effort until he gets off paper, maybe. I don't know, y'all, but I don't trust Tony for nothing because if this woman is letting you stay at her house and she's done so much for you while you were in prison, um, she keeps money in your pockets and she bought you a motorcycle and you still gotta go out and have sex with other chicks. Like, what is wrong with you? And then apparently she had been giving him a couple hundred dollars a month since he's been out. So he's been using her money to go and sleep with hoes. She's paying for his hoes. She was paying for his hoes. That is crazy. I I would just like, I'd just be like vomiting. I could not, I just can't imagine what she's going through having to experience that. But she made a, a list of rules, like five, six rules that he had to follow if he if she was going to give him another chance rule number one no (laughs) hoes she said no more prostitutes she said she's not giving him any extra money because from what she knows he had been spending that little extra money that she was giving him on prostitutes and she said that he doesn't have anything that he needs He, he there's nothing else that he needs because he has a roof over his head she feeds him she's willing him sex so what else does he need so um what else was it? Oh, he has to come home right after work. She has to know where she, where he is at all times. And um, she has uh, free range to his phone. No questions asked. If I want to check up your phone, give me the phone and I'm going to check on it. And she told him right there, I need to do a phone check right now. He's gonna give her the wrong damn passcode and then try to play dumb, like, oh yeah, yeah. Two 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 was the passcode, but then I changed it to three three three. Well, why didn't you just tell her three 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 in the first place, Tony, you dummy? But he knows what he's doing. He he literally stands up there, looks guilty as a mug, because he knows he's lying. And she didn't tell us anything she found on the phone. I was hoping she'd go through, but she let us know, look. Uh, he has a passcode on here, but even if he has a passcode, I will take this SIM card out in a minute and put it in my phone and read every last damn text message. And apparently he doesn't know that. I didn't even know you could do that, but I'm putting that on file in case I ever need to use that information because I will not hesitate to use it. And I know that's petty. And there's that whole discussion about should, you know, should, your phone should be your private zone um, or should it be open if you have nothing to hide? It's open. I feel like if you have nothing to hide, I should be able to just pick up your phone and order DoorDash. And if a text, I shouldn't have to worry about a text message coming up across the stream from some chick or something like that. You know what I mean? Or somebody sending you a picture of their boobs or something like that. I I, I mean, I understand people have the right to privacy. I completely understand that. But I also know my flaws. One of my flaws is I'm a jealous person. So I would just like to be able to pick up that phone and know that I'm not going to find anything. And then it makes me feel good. If it's not hurting you, what is the harm in letting me feel good? to know that there's nothing there and I can pick it up at any time and look I don't I wouldn't have a problem with my my husband ever looking at my phone I just because I have zero to hide now I understand the privacy thing I under that understand that piece too but I feel like sometimes people say that one because their man or woman won't let them in their phone and they are just trying to agree with it or two they have something to hide themselves, so they don't want their partner to be in their phone. So they're like, no, nah, we're not going to do the phone thing because you're just jealous. You're too jealous. You know, you just you, why are you worried about it? You you know, there's something wrong with you. Well, if it's not a big deal to you, why not just let me look? Why is it turning into a big issue? That's how I feel about it. But I understand the privacy side, too. Like if you have a journal in there or something, I get it because you don't want anybody reading your diary or your journal if it's not something you want to share but if we're just talking about popping in there, looking at emails, looking at text messages, checking out your social media, what is the big deal unless you have something to hide? But that's just me. But I know a lot of people feel differently. I don't know. What do you guys think? Should you be able to see your partners um look at their cell phone anytime? Is that okay? Or is that invasion of privacy? I feel like it's it should be okay if you have nothing to hide, but that's just me. Uh-uh, Jean Marie said Tony has a burner phone. <laughs> she was like, he Jean Marie says Tony has sense enough to, to have a burner phone. He has a phone that he does all his business on and then the phone that he has, uh, that Angela has access to. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, thank you, Mindy. Thank you. Thank you, Mindy. Right. Rebel pocket money. (sighs) Jeannie Marie. Yeah. And Angela could do so much better. You know, I know people trash her looks all the time and her nose is jacked up. But I feel like if her nose, if she got her nose fixed, or even with the nose she has, she's still an attractive lady, especially for her age. Well, I say that, but I always think she's like in her 50s or something. But from what I understand, she's somewhere in her 40s. But Angela's not, I mean, she could attract other men in um whatever, that, whatever town she's in in Mississippi. And then she has Tommy right there, or, you know, if she wants somebody more thuggish. Go down to the um the, the corner bar in town or whatever. I'm sure she can find somebody who would be faithful and loyal to her That's you know, she does that much for. And she doesn't, I mean, she has her own place. She has her own car. She has a job. I mean, she can take care of herself. She doesn't need to find a man to take care of her. You know, it can be a partnership. So I feel like she could do a lot better, too. But she's stuck on Tony. You know, when you get drawn in, he had years to groom her. You know what I'm saying? He had years to do that. And to make her all these promises of what's going to happen when he gets out. And she fell in love with the imaginary person that he sold her. But he ended up being a whole different person when he got out. But he had so much time to groom her. And that's what he did. And he did a damn good job of it. And we see that in how much she's choosing to put up with him. Just the fact of, I mean, you can die from somebody cheating on you these days. I'm not, he, and he was probably having unprotected sex. I don't play that. Uh-uh no ma'am you're risking my life when you cheat on me especially if you're cheating and you're not using a condom you're risking my life so i don't know um many saying she thinks it should be okay the phone thing to look through your partner's phone if you're in a committed relationship yeah right i yeah i agree like if you just started dating or you just went out a couple times yeah no what's in my phone is none of your business But once you're in a committed relationship and you've decided to be monogamous, that's how I feel. I don't know. Because what is there to hide if you have nothing to hide? Um, Let's see. So that's Tony and Angela. Still same old same. He has a list of rules now. And he said that the rule, he said that he doesn't want to do it. And that he says he can do it. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want her to have access to his phone. And it's almost not worth it. So this woman you're supposed to love so much. Just because she wants to have access to your phone, it's almost not worth being with her. Is that really love? Like, what's in this damn phone that it's not worth it? That's crazy. Um, he's supposed to love her and worship her and cherish her, but it's almost not worth being in a relationship with her because she wants to look through my phone. That's, that's not right. Absolutely not right. There's something wrong, Tony. Something don't smell right and again he's going on and on about how he has to stay there no that's where your parole is angela does not have to let you stay there tony okay anyways um rules and receipts yeah angela's rules and she wants some receipts to prove where he is she's tracking his ass she wants to see his text messages everything okay andrea and lamar so we got our little taste of andrea and lamar um this week and she's Andrea is upset that she told her friends about how the baby was conceived. And to me, I mean, I understand people are out here talking trash. That's so nasty. That's so nasty. So does everybody only have sex in their bed? I'm confused. If my husband was in prison, I would have sex with him in prison. If I had the option to have sex with him in prison, I would. Especially with all the time that they meet seven. They had been together for seven or eight years before he got out. I'm sorry. Call me nasty. What is worse to me, though, is... Why is it worse to to conceive your child with your husband in a prison closet or in whatever public place? Why is that worse than you're supposedly in a committed relationship as a Mormon and you are engaged and in a serious committed relationship and you have sex with somebody else and conceive a child? How is that better? I don't understand that. How is it better to cheat and have a child? I don't get that. I mean... That make it makes more sense to me to be. I mean, I understand. You know, it's like, oh my goodness. You know, we had sex in a prison. We could. He could have got. He could have gotten more time. Who knows? She could have gotten arrested. I don't know. But I feel like it's more the shame because it was in a public place, in a closet, in a prison. Ew, ew, ew. Y'all lighten the hell up. Oh my gosh, it's sex. People have it. And it's exciting to not just have it in a bed. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, like, why is everybody trying to act like such a prude? People are out here on social media half damn naked. And you can't go into a closet or elevator or at the drive-in in in the backseat of the car and have sex. Come on. Y'all, please stop. Everybody's trying to act all highfalutin. You know, (laughs) like, oh, no, I only have sex in the manual position in a bed with the lights off and the music loud come on now and we only take off our bottoms and we keep our tops on. Stop go somewhere with that mess. Anyways, and she ended up marrying the man and I I mean for I feel like it's it's I don't know why it's so morally corrupt to have sex in a closet versus being in a committed relationship and having and cheating, going outside of the relationship and having a child. I just don't understand. How is that how is It just doesn't, to me, it doesn't even balance. I'm sorry. What's the difference between a prison closet and the backseat of the car at the drive-in? What's the difference? Is somebody a horrible person because they have sex at the drive-in or sex on an elevator or in the parking structure in the car? Like, whatever, wherever. You know what I mean? In the bathroom at the club? Like, what are you talking about? Why is that? That's not better than going outside of your relationship and conceiving a child. That's, That's more embarrassing to me. But, anyways, Andrea's all upset about it. So she she talks to um Lamar about it. She lets him in the bedroom. Apparently, she's been making a man sleep on the couch. And Lamar's like, Ain't nobody come all the way out here to Utah to sleep on no damn couch. So he cracks me up. So um they talk about it and she's like, Look, we're gonna have to tell the kids because they're gonna find out, obviously and she she you know she kind of puts it on lamar to put it all out there so they take the kids out to eat and the um the daughter just has a stank attitude like in the beginning they're like they sit them down it's like look we have to talk to you guys the son is like y'all getting divorced and like they just cut to the chase them kids but she already had a stank attitude and when they when lamar told them like look we you know that the baby is lamar's um was conceived at the prison. It's lamar's daughter. The daughter got so offended and my mom's a liar and I don't know when to trust her. She should have told us that. How can you tell your friends that before you tell your kids that? And I don't know if I can trust you and that's so wrong. That's grown folks business. Since when does a mother have to tell their child if if it's not your father? Why does she have to tell you as a teenager who she's sleeping with? And where she who does that? Who does that? What mother tells their child Every time they go have sex, I had sex at the hotel last night. I had sex in the bedroom with such and such last night. Last week I had sex at, like, come on. you That's not the kind of thing you discuss with your children. I understand that they don't like the fact that she wasn't honest with them. I completely understand that. But I also understand the fact that that's grown folks business. And you, I mean, she didn't have to disclose the information to her friends. She doesn't have to disclose that information to her mother, her daughter, her children, her auntie, her uncle. That's Andrea's business. That's her business. Why does she have to tell people who she's having sex with? Especially her kids. And they were teenagers at the time. Why? They're still teenagers. Why does she have to tell her kids who she's sleeping with? Now, the baby, the baby's not old enough really to even have the discussion. So, I mean, she knows now. But, I mean, having a discussion, I mean, like, why? I understand that she has to be open with her kids about, especially, like, who the father is. Like, I would want to know who my father is. But the baby's still a baby. and the And the teenagers... Your teenagers since when does your mom have to share her sex life with you so i don't know but i understand how they feel like well you could have told us before you told these mormons your friends i like, i think it's probably easier to talk to your friends about something like that than it is to tell your kids about it because you don't want your kids to look at you like you're morally corrupt you know what i mean you really don't even want to talk to your kids about who you had so who wants to talk to their kids about who they had sex with but she was thoroughly offended and mad and then then that means but she said her mom lies all the time like okay are you exaggerating or does that really happen i don't know like what is she referring to but the daughter's like you know every time i turn around she's popping up a new secret you know but come on she's she's trying to stay on tv baby girl don't you know that (laughs) y'all gotta have a storyline to be on the tv i know all of them enjoy being on tv because at this point they're old enough they could be like i don't want to be on camera i don't want to be filmed so they all want to be on tv so you got to have a storyline so i'm hoping that the daughter really isn't trashing and andrea that she that it is just a storyline and they're all in on it because we know that the daughter and andrea have been on a tv show before on some dance show so hopefully it's not like a whole negative thing but the way lamar interacts with his daughter is just freaking adorable it's so adorable he says he loves it when he sees her every time she see he sees her she comes to him and all you see is teeth because she's just grinning so bad and they did a little video when he was teasing her um, show the people how you buy the apple, but then she was snaggle too. I remember when my teeth were gone in the front, I was miserable. When both of my teeth came out in the front, oh, it was horrible. And I remember getting teased, but it's so cute the way he, you know, the way they play around together. I love their father-daughter thing. And I don't care what nobody says. There was a woman arguing on Twitter. I, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. Some woman arguing with me on Twitter, talking about um, Lamar, you know, Andrea's nasty, sex in a closet, and Lamar don't love her... Lamar obviously loves her. You can see by the way he looks at her, by the way he interacts with her, the way he's chasing her all over the place. He loves her. And Lamar's probably going to end up moving to Utah if he's not already there. I have no doubt about that. And uh, as far as like, what I was thinking about the other day too, well, this girl was on um, the internet trashing Lamar, Lamar is literally the only inmate out here that got out and is not addicted to drugs. Give him credit at least for that. And he was in prison for a very long time. He was alive with the crack epidemic and all that. And he's the only one who came out here not strung out. Well, Josh doesn't appear to be on drugs. But from what Cheryl claims on social media, he, he is, well, that he sells drugs. But come on, give him a break. Um, so I don't care what nobody says. I think that Lamar truly loves Andre. I really do. And I think they have a good relationship and dynamic. And I think probably a good bit of the drama they have is just contrived because they want to be on the show you know what I mean but I think that they they're going to be the if if any of the couples make it from the 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 couples we have right now it's going to be Andre and Lamar um let's see Andre and Lamar okay what do you guys Hey Felicia Jackson Um, they were not married at this time. She was acting like she was too Christian for that the way she was acting when he got out of jail Yeah, I know and we saw it in the um when they went through the drive-thru It looked like he was fingering her and everything So I mean, we know there is stuff going on I guess that's what you got to do if you want if all your friends are mormons, you know what I mean? I don't know I don't know. Um I, I Guess, you know, she can be more real with herself about how you know strict of a Mormon she truly is but I understand trying to protect her child because she doesn't want her kids to get teased and of course it's a crime she doesn't want Lamar to get more time she doesn't want to get time so I understand why she kept it a secret um I just wonder who were you telling who were you saying the kid was she told the kids yeah I know you thought I was um that it was immaculate conception or something like that they were like no mom we knew it wasn't that but who were you telling her father was who were you telling people her father was if it wasn't Lamar so either you would have looked bad from cheating on him and just having random sex with some guy that you never saw again but had a baby with like who are you telling people her father was before this I don't know um Mindy said poor Josh if I had to date Cheryl I'd be on drugs and suicide watch because she <laughs> Mindy said if she had to date Cheryl she'd be somewhere strung out <laughs> oh my goodness y'all are a mess Uh, Yes, you guys, please like the video. Go out right now and like the video and you can come back, come right back in. If you haven't already subscribed, please do that. Um, Thank you, Daisy. And um, also, podcast. if you ever can't catch me on YouTube, the podcast is on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that. Um, So you can check me out there. Let's see, Nisi is saying, I'm with you. I would jump in the prison closet with my husband too. People act silly, not like they did it in the visitation room. I know that's right. If a shoot, I'm like, how much? <laughs> I was asking that trustee, how much? Shoot. When can I make my reservation for the closet? I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah. Rebel, a hand job. Yep. A hand job in the car. They did something serious in that car wash. Uh, uh-uh. uh, uh, Whitney saying, I thought that was really sweet. Hollomar said having Priscilla on the way made him a better man. I know that what, Oh my gosh, that was very touching. Because they have a lot of temptations in there. And he was in there for a long time. You know what I mean? I Just the fact alone that he's not on drugs. And if he is, they've been hiding it very well. Because nobody's accused him of being, you know, um, addicted to nothing. So he did pretty well. And Lamar has such an engaging personality. And he's funny and engaging. Like, he's one of those people that attracts other people to them. And I'm not just, I'm not talking about, like, sexually or anything like that. But he has a personality that you want to be around him to hang out so you can laugh and get a laugh in, too. You know, and he did 20 years, and you managed to stay that same? Now, we don't know what he's really like behind closed doors. But the presentation he gives us on TV... He did, he got through prison pretty well. You know, we've talked about, touched on the PTSD and things like the way people are affected from prison sentences. Because they're, I mean, they're basically treated like animals. So, I mean, it's hard. That's something hard to live through and to, and to remain sane and sober. And Lamar has done pretty darn good, I have to say. Um, Let's see. So, I don't know. Uh uh-uh, Ted said Tony's going to learn about encryption. <laughs> Tony. Tony's if Tony's an old-fashioned creeper. Tony doesn't even know how to creep. He's so damn dumb. He doesn't know the t- technology, and that's what he deserves. If he was smart, he probably would, like, get a class or do some kind of online tut- tutorial to learn how to cheat and hide it or something, because he, the man is clueless. Um, but that's what he deserves. I hope Angela keeps finding out what he's doing and that um, he she eventually leaves his butt alone, because she can do way better than him. Hey, Atisha. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a minute, Atisha. Yep. so I don't know, y'all, but yeah. Okay, so let's see Um, Shane and Lacey. So Shane, they have a whole little scene. Well, Shane's first day at work, and I want to say they posted a picture of him in his little um reflective vest um on Instagram like months and months ago where he's trying to be sexy. Posey is his first day at work. She's making him and the kids lunches. And he's talking about he's going to get in a routine and be able to support them and the, um, support her and the kids. Well, you better stop doing all that damn drinking if you got to go to work in the morning. That man said this was his first job. Like, you didn't even have a job as a teenager. Burger King, Target, Walmart, McDonald's, nothing. Like, literally, this is your first job. Did you cut lawns or anything? Nothing. This is your first job. That's crazy. Um, but. He said it was his first job, um, but they're all happy. You know, his first day of work and he's getting ready for that. Then later on, though, him and his friend um, are out somewhere. His friend picks him up and he tells his friend that before they got married, when he was mad one time because Lacey went to see John or was talking to John, that um, he had sex with some chick. He was like, I don't know where it was, who she was, where she lives. Nothing. I don't remember her name because I was so tore up. Um, But I just don't know what I'm going to do. And the dude is like, you know what? You might push her away from me. She might just dump your ass. And I'm going to be right there waiting on her. Her His friend looked like he was already plotting to scoop Lacey up for real. Because he knows that's a meal ticket. His friend straight looked like, dude, you messed up. But I'm about to get her, though. I'll take care of that for you, though. His friend looked like he was ready to swoop in. But um, he says he's going to, seems like Shane's going to tell her. And I wouldn't be surprised if when he tells her that she says, that's okay, because I slept with John. John, in the meantime, has gotten out of prison. He's not going to, she thought, she was telling him last episode, she was telling Shane, he's going to be gone for a long time. So now we can start our lives together. Now everything's going to be okay. So just because he was going to be locked up and in prison, now all of a sudden they can start their marriage and be happy together. What? But he got out. He's in a recovery program. And he's saying that what he wants to do is he says he's got to get Lacey back in his life. He says the, the reason why he fell off and went back to using is because he was so upset about Lacey and Shane like at this point I feel like their whole storyline is contrived to because they just want to be on TV and she's probably giving him a cut of the fans only or those those um masturbation websites or whatever she's probably giving John a cut because I can't I can't I don't know I just find I don't know I just find it hard to believe that he's chasing after her like that because he's not an ugly dude he could have I, th- I feel like he could have plenty of women you know what I mean especially how some women act like as soon as a person gets on tv for five minutes that, that makes them like a thousand times more tra- attractive so I'm sure he has a heck of women trying to holler at him I just don't understand why he'd still like he's so stuck on Lacey like that I just don't know if it's real but he's out and they don't know it yet and he's saying that he feels like if they see each other in person then he'll be able to reel her ass back in so we'll see more drama with them i just hope it's not i don't know if it's all scripted i hope that um shane is in on it because his ass is probably gonna mess around and get drunk and do something stupid because he obviously can't control his drinking if he's out here throwing cups and breaking shit in somebody else's house like she just bought that house and you're trying to tear it up already who are you and you ain't got no money if you put a dent you throw that cup or whatever you got put a dent in the dishwasher you don't have no money to fix it but here you are being destructive i can't stand people like that you're always ready to tear somebody else's shit up but if it was yours and you paid for it you wouldn't want nobody to damage it i can't stand people like that but um okay so we'll see what happens when she tells him maybe they she'll use that as an excuse to go sleep with um sleep with uh john real quick because i could see her doing that using that as an excuse to me like just because you get cheated on does not mean you cheat either you leave the relationship but i know people do revenge cheating i don't believe in it just leave that person alone that cheated on you move on but just to be going around here just having sex with random people just to get back at somebody like you can lose your life from having sex like it's not worth it um but um then mike mike and sarah michael yeah, michael michael has so so many qualities of a narcissist that it's scary he really does he has like built up this shadow self that everything that he isn't he portrays himself to be and i know he's did it's probably because of his childhood however he grew up and now it's like a defense mechanism and pretty soon when you make up this shadow self and if you try to portray that yourself as that person for so long you forget who your real self is you know if you don't use if you don't use it you lose it basically so the real person that you are when you're being this fake persona and you keep doing that you start forgetting who your real self is and I feel like that's where Michael's at he tries to find any way to justify justify the messed up stuff he does all the things that he doesn't want people to do to him that he thinks are wrong, he does to somebody else. Him and Day Day go and play basketball. And Day Day's even telling him, like, dude, how many women do you need? All you do is lie. You know, and she's like, I don't want, we didn't grow up without a father. I don't want my nieces to grow up without a father. Get your mess together. And he thought, me and Sarah aren't in a place right now for that as a couple or as a parent. Why can't you at least co parent? You're up here dodging their calls like they're coll- calling you to collect money for freaking bills. Those are your kids. I can understand him not want to communicate with Sarah because of how they get into it. But those are your children. And Aviana, she and then he had the nerve to have on a damn Aviana forever. My baby's forever. Like wearing a hoodie is not being a father. If you can't even answer their phone calls, you can't speak to them on a regular basis. And Sarah's paying for the damn cell phone. You're on her cell phone plan. And you can't answer your phone and talk to your kids. Now I can understand him not want to talk to her. But even you know to a point you gotta take her calls because what if one of the kids is sick? I mean she could call text him and tell him what the kids sick. I need you to pick up. But even when the girls call him he doesn't have contact with them. You're gonna go visit Megan's ass even though you have a girlfriend in a whole other state. You're gonna go visit Megan in Texas but you ain't been to see your babies yet. But you wanna wear this hoodie act trying to act like it's he's false flagging. He's trying, to, he's trying to play front like he's a father to everybody else. He wants all the people around him to think he's a good father. But he's not doing those good father actions, though. And Sarah's blasting his ass all over national TV. And I'm glad she is. So she calls him on the phone and she's like, look. Um, how are you going to go? I, you know, I'm looking at your phone. bill. I'm seeing that you're talking to all these women all over the place, all over the country. I can see your location. I see you went to Texas. How come you didn't come see your babies? So then he says he's going to come. Um, but she said, like, look, if you don't answer your phone on a semi-regular basis to talk to these girls, I'm going to stop paying for it. I would have been cut off his damn phone. Let you miss my baby's calls. Like, you know, I, he should at least be talking to those girls like every other day. He should at least do that. Let him go like a week without not, you know, answering their calls or something. He has no reason for it. You're not back in jail. You should be answering the phone. I'm cutting that shit off. And then after you can see you have access to his cash app or his Venmo or whatever it was, and you see this Negro is bringing in $1,500 a month, why are you still paying his cell phone bill? Why is he still on your plan? He's not paying you no child support, yet he's out here bringing in a $1,500 a month income. And you're paying his cell phone. He has no bills. You know he doesn't pay his mama no money. He doesn't have a car, no. He has women from all over the country sending him money. Why are you paying for his cell phone bill? He needs to man up. And then he's up here talking all this trash about Sarah. She just jealous. She can't be in my business like that. She ain't got no rights. She just out here thinking about what I'm doing with the next girl because she can't control me. And I'm with other women. Sarah can do that because your tired ass can't pay for your own phone bill. That's how Sarah can do that. If you don't want Sarah to do that and you don't want to answer your daughter's phone calls, get your own damn phone. Be a man, grow up, and be independent. Stop depending on bitches all over the country to take care of you. What are you talking about? Michael is so delusional. He thinks there's absolutely nothing wrong with what he's doing. He's going to tell Day Day-Day, because Day talking about how many chicks do you need? How many women do you need? And she's telling us, like, you know, I know he lies to us. He lies to these women. I don't know what they know, but I know my brother's a damn lie. And he's up here talking about, it's just females in my life. It's just females in my life. That's it. I'm just living my life. Well, how come Megan can't live her life? How come Rock can't live his life? How come when you find out Sarah tongued down that dude in the parking lot, the only black man at the um, happy hour, you're going to be mad about that too. How How come you're the only one who can live their life? How come you're the only one who can have females in their life? How come they can't just have dudes in their lives? But you want everybody to be faithful to you. But you can do whatever the hell you want to do. No, sir. No. Michael has some serious karma coming to his butt. I feel sorry for his daughters, they have a father like that, but he has some serious karma. Something like he's just he's begging for the universe to tear him up. He really is. People do not live your life like that. It is not worth it. But I think he doesn't Michael doesn't understand he thinks he thinks he's he really believes he's doing the right thing and that he's in the right and that everybody is wronging him, and that they're judging him unfairly because he just because he's has those narcissistic traits. everything is about him, everything revolves around him regardless of who who you hurt, and he draws energy off of these different that narcissistic energy that he needs to keep going. Is there audio noise, Daisy? I don't even know what's going on. Maybe I'm too close to it. I don't know. Is it still messed up? My cat's over here on the, um, messing with the, the, um, messing with the curtains. I don't know. Um, right, Jeannie Marie. Um, right, exactly. He can't even pay child support, but she's. He can't pay child support or give her any money, but she can pay his cell phone bill. Come on now. And he has a nerve to talk trash about her. She's still doing for your trifling ass. And you want to sit up here and trash her talking about she's jealous. If I was paying for your cell phone bill, I don't care if I didn't want you at all. But if you're not answering my daughter's phone calls and that's the purpose of me paying for that phone bill, you're going to hear about it and I'm going to trash you. I'm going to talk about you and I'm going to tell you. I'm going to cut it off. Why should she pay for you? the most it sounds like from what she's saying that most of the minutes that he burns on that phone that she pays for is used to talk to other broads not to his daughters why should she pay for it? go get you a Getro PCS and go on about your business and you can have your calls dropping all over the place i don't blame her i don't blame her he's talking about she's jealous she's jealous sarah's tired of your ass and these other girls will see too eventually at least he can. i can give him credit for coming to megan and saying look if, basically he told her if you want to be in my life it's going to involve you know, do you want to be in my life at any cost? You know, regardless of who else is in it. He basically told her. So um, but this other girl that he's dragging to New York with him, so he can't go just go to New York to see his kids. He has to bring this girl with her. he knows that's gonna cause drama. He's trying to make he is trying to piss Sarah off, and that's what narcissists do. He's trying to even though he's dumped her saying like I've I've drained I've drained all the energy of you with my bullshit, my up and down, my roller coaster, my push and pull. You know, I don't want you, but I don't want you to have nobody else. I don't want you to be with nobody else. I want to be with five different girls, but I want you to only be with me. You know, this push and pull, this roller coaster, trash, this crazy making, this gaslighting. He's done to Sarah and he still won't let her go. Now he's going to drag another, just to cause drama. You haven't seen your girls in how long? And you're going to drag some chick to New York with you? No, I flip side i can understand michael saying that he doesn't know what to expect from sarah because we have seen sarah go off and i bet you sarah can be a spiteful vengeful, vengeful ass bitch i wouldn't put it past her but with what michael has put her through i can see it i mean i don't know i wouldn't put that kind of energy and effort into you know seeking revenge or getting somebody the best revenge is to move on with your life and be happy and be content but some people have to you know get that thing out of them i wouldn't be bothered with i would cut his ass off and put him on paper and, um, but maybe I'm thinking that maybe since she's in school, if she starts getting child support, I don't know if it affect her financial aid or what, or affect her food stamps or her Medicaid. I don't know, but she did tweet and, or she was on Instagram saying that she has very good reasons not to have my paper. I'm thinking maybe it has to do with, you know, her household income and maybe she won't be able to get some type of benefits, which she definitely needs if she's in school and working as a damn waitress. Cause I know love after lockup money ain't going to last forever. So, um, and it's not a whole lot. So. Um, anyways, I feel like um he's trying to make it seem like Sarah's this horrible person. Like, Michael, we see you. We see you, Michael. You're the bad person. You're dogging out all these women around you. And the girl who's up in the car with him talking trash, talking about some we ain't here for no bullshit. We just finna go see your babies. We ain't about that. We ain't gonna be putting up with Sarah Bush. We ain't going down with Sarah Mess and blah blah blah. You know, we're above that. He's playing you too. He's playing, he just went to see Megan. And he he doesn't have kids with Megan; he had no reason to be there except for that. he and, and he's he he's fighting another man because this man supposedly slept with Megan now this is a dude who's supposed to love you. He's over here in Texas he went to Texas to fight another nigga because the dude slept with slept with Megan, but he's supposed to be in love with you, girl. She and she's up here talking all that trash in the car. Down talking Sarah and look what's happening to you. The same way you, the same way you got him is the same way you're gonna lose him. And it's already happening to her. She literally probably saw Michael on television and saw all this stuff happen going down, and she's still. It's not other people telling you about what he did, and you don't know if they're lying. You've seen it on TV. You've seen this man be a dog. And then you're sitting up here talking about his baby mama like that, his wife, that he has kids with. The same thing is going to happen to you, and it's already happening to you. So, really, the joke is on you. The joke is on you. You're sitting up here trashing Sarah, and the joke is on you. When he's up there, up under you on the phone all the time, talking about swimsuits and sending me pictures, are you asking? And she has her own kids, I believe. Are you asking him, when was the last time you talked to Aviana? Did you call Aviana tonight? When are you going to go see Aviana because you haven't seen her in five, six months? No, her selfish ass is just wondering when she's going to see him in a bikini and his own swimming trunks or something. Like, don't nobody want to see Michael, no dams. Karma, karma. She sees exactly who he is. She's playing into it. She's feeding his ego to make him think he's doing the right thing. He's gonna hold on to her as long as he has somebody backing him up, telling the garbage he's doing. But wait, Michael, I'm telling you now, she's gonna find out about what you've been doing, and she's not gonna be. He's gonna have to keep looking for women to believe his lies, and to feed his ego. Otherwise, he's gonna keep dumping them and then sapping energy out of them he's intentionally taking this you could have took one of your boys with you to New York because I can understand like him being worried about Sarah doing something spiteful I can completely understand that you never know and then he could end up back in jail or prison he wants to have his own proof and evidence but let me go ahead and end this podcast before this hour's up um okay I'm just gonna drop it off